Golf is a four-letter word. Ah, oh, fuck. This is the Water Hazard Podcast. Okay, welcome back. Episode 14, Water Hazard Podcast. I am Gary Lay. Max and PJ will be along in just a second. But before we do anything today, let me be the first to publicly congratulate Mr. Jason Green on becoming a college graduate. PJ, congratulations. Woo! Yep, thank you. My uh, illustrious time at Temple University was short and Mm -hmm. long-lived. I appreciate it. Um, Go Owls. Go Owls. My favorite um, memory at you at Temple is just ignoring the pandemic was my favorite part. Getting getting to watch you ignore the pandemic was my favorite part. As a Temple Owl on Broad Street almost every single day, I can tell you I was not the only one (laughs) ignoring. ignoring, I I know you weren't, but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. All right, so let's get back to business. Let's get back to golf. The Valspar champion, Sam Burns, emotional win. He cries. It's his first win. He kind of owned it. Uh, Keegan Bradley floated around for a little bit, kind of choked in the end. He shot 71. Burns shot 68 on uh, Sunday. But Burns' story really started on Friday, shooting 63. Max, was your initial takeaway of the Valspar championship? Um, uh, Burns has been playing really well all year um so not totally surprising to to definitely trending all year yeah he's been playing good and sort of been knocking on the door it's his first win um not a stellar field it just you know looking back it seems right like tough course he's been he's been playing well not a great field not not shocked to see him pull through i mean you know keegan bradley was his closest uh, chaser all week who's you know he's keegan bradley um not a closer homo was hanging around and uh he kind of faded on the weekend or at least i believe on sunday he shot like three over um yeah it was kind of like one of those weird not weird weeks it just wasn't anything crazy it seemed like burns and keegan were up there from thursday on and just kind of led most of the way and that was that yeah it was Homa definitely flashed for a little bit, then kind of fell out, which was annoying. Anytime he kind of floats around now, I root for him just because yeah, of course. one, you get to listen to his podcast too. He's he's friends with the no laying up guys. He just has like this good personality. Um so you know, I was you know, you you kind of gravitate towards him, but he couldn't get it done. But I am happy for Burns. I'm, I'm assuming getting your first win. I don't know what that means for his career or his card, but um I'm uh, I'm assuming great. it's only good for him. Well, certainly he gets, you know, I think he gets a two-year uh, exemption on tour. Which is massive. Massive. Um, you know, just just the sort of earnings and FedEx points and all that stuff that comes along with a win um, is great, you know, in terms of getting him into bigger and better tournaments throughout the rest of the year. He gets into um, the Tournament of Champions. In, in- right. Hawaii next year it's just you know look it's just one of these like domino effects it just and let's opens not up more doors let's not scoff at the fact that he won 1.2 million dollars I'm sure as a guy he's right. been grinding it out I mean I'm sure he was doing financially well because he's had a decent amount of starts and has played well this year but that 1.2 million dollars got to look nice in the bank account minus taxes I took what 750 grand probably well I think he only made like 750 grand last year so he basically eclipsed what he made last year in one week it's a big win you know i got, financially also, and, I got a go golf for slash uh financial question so yeah when yeah. they win okay. the tournaments you said 1.2 million right where was the tournament 
Florida. Florida. Like no state, no state tax in Florida, right? Well, uh, I think it depends point. where they live. I was about to say it yeah. depends where they live. And that was, yeah, that was my question. A lot of these guys do live in Florida, though. Florida and Texas, I think, are where a lot of these, well, they definitely live in Florida, but Texas is another hot spot. Well, um, no state income tax in Texas either. Yep. So, and remember you know, that's state income tax, PJ. If you move to Florida, you still have to pay federal income tax. Oh, the federal Correct. government. All right. So, <laughs> just my. Okay. This is my question. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the other th- good thing about Sam Burns is he is American. So the future of the American golf game and, and Ryder Cup is is bright for the for the Americans. Yeah, for sure. It's a good call. He he uh just another good young American player, no doubt. The pipeline's good. We're like uh we're like team Canada with hockey, but we just don't win as much. Um, but let's well, let's ironically the 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 Americans seem to always do well in like the the, the world juniors, but never the Olympics or yeah, can't or, win the Olympics. Yeah, well, yeah, anyway, that's another it's because we got teams we, we play team sport in, in the Olympics. The I mean in world juniors, the Olympics is more of a I don't know. I mean, when you're rolling Crosby Tavares and McDavid on your top line, it's bullshit. But let's get back it's to golf tough. again. Um I don't think there's really much to talk about with the Valspar. Congratulations to uh, Sam Burns. I know you're listening, but let's 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 flip over to the Wells Fargo Championship. It's a bigger event. It's at a massive course. Quail Hollow is a big time course. I'm pretty sure yep. it's hosting the President Cup coming up. Um, it's hosted definitely majors. It's definitely hosted majors before. I'm sure PJ has some tidbits to tell us about Quail Hollow. Yeah. So you just mentioned about the major. Actually, first before it was called the Quail Hollow in the right before the 2011. Uh, tournament before then it was known as the wachovia mm-hmm. championship mm-hmm. which i thought was very interesting um, we, this we event, should all know the the journey of wachovia first union and wells fargo here in philadelphia right course. right I, it, yeah i believe it follows a similar it follows it follows uh, the center timeline is the as the yeah right listen yes. not gonna lie i was telling gary this before the show my tidbits website was just not there this time so i, I had to find <laughs> i had to scramble and get What's another it website internet? it was not oh, on no. the internet i had to scramble and find different uh different tidbits but same thing wells fargo championship Hall club in charlotte north carolina seven thousand five hundred twenty yards and is a par 71 mm. um, oh the under Dude, we, is, we've been hitting a lot of unders huh? a lot of unders lately it's a pretty i'd say a pretty high scoring uh tournament um it has been double digit winners and I believe this is seven out of the last nine years. It was at this place every year from 2011 or since, except for 2017, which came at Eagle Point because it was a one year versus Quail Hollow was hosting the PGA Championship, mm. which mm-hmm. that year Brian Harmon won. So, he won the PGA Championship or he won? Well, okay. No. no, he won. He won this event, but it was at gotcha. the different spot. Other winners, we were just talking about Max Hama. He won last year at minus 15. It was canceled the year before due to COVID. So last time this was played, Jason Day at minus 12. Oh, so Homa's the defending champ? So yes, Homa he is. is the defending champ. Oh, all right. Um, Roy McElroy, I believe it's the second time he's won. It says a two next to him, maybe. Yeah, he won the, he's won this twice. Twice at a minus 21, won that by seven strokes. J.B. Holmes, Derek Erson, everyone's favorite golfer in 2012, won it. Ricky Fowler at minus Ooh. 14 via he's playoff, actually. Is he, in the field? is he in the field here? He is in the field. He, he beat Rory McIlroy in that in that playoff. Mm-hmm. 
listen, we got three par fives, four par threes, and 11 par fours. There's different tidbits this time. Let's do average green size. Losing the original. Well, here we go. Average green size. I like the average yeah, green average size green is 6,578 square feet, which is about average for the tour. Okay. <laughs> PJ, PJ, did you, was your, was your tidbit website just the course map of Quail Hollow this week? I looked up course description. All right. <laughs> uh, but also, like, what's big in this tournament is that strokes gained off the tee is actually the biggest factor, and is mm. and they say it's become the biggest outcome of every single Wells Fargo tournament. Listen, the very first tee, it shows you right away how the distance this tournament is a 495-yard par four. And, in fact, each of the first three holes plays is over 450 yards as par four. So it's a very mm-hmm. difficult start, and it's a very difficult start and a different, very difficult ending. Quell Hall's final three holes are known as the Green Mile. Not oh, tell like us my more. last name, Green, as they play as three of the not four the Tom, on the course. Not the Tom Hanks movie. Yes. The par four 16th is the easiest of the three, but that's just the – semantics yep i know i copied and pasted this semantics 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 for a hole that plays 506 yards and sees bogey or worse about 28 percent of the time which is i would say very yeah 16 is a brute Mm -hmm. the 17th hole is a par 3 190 big numbers are in place set at 17 since worse than bogeys card over five percent of the time so you see a lot of double bogeys triple bogeys and all that and the 18th hole is actually ranked the most difficult on the course at a par four four ninety four. So just like last uh, week where we had uh, what was it called the snake pit, the snake, mm-hmm. whatever. The it's snake like, pit. Yeah, it's the very it's a very similar situation. This tournament is not over until the end because the last three holes are very difficult and a lot can change in that uh, time being. So as as you're coming to find PJ, they they're they're very much into branding these uh, you know series of holes where as at any opportunity you've got. The bear trap, we had the snake pit, I got the green mile. Every hole should have a sponsor. That's what I would do if I was these courses. I'd have like the quail hall find the green mile sponsored by Verizon Wireless. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, make okay. money yeah, off yeah. that. Um, so let me uh, I'll add a little bit to PJ's wonderful tidbits here. So um part of the reason that uh quail hollow moved to that other course for years not only was were they hosting the pga championship they actually changed i believe all the grass on the course they did a whole sort of grass reconstruction switch craziness and i I believe i don't know what the original grass was but i believe it's all bermuda grass now Ooh, lee westwood um so that was that was a big change and 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 Justin Thomas ended up winning the PGA championship there in 2017 for his first major. Um, what else? Webb Simpson home course for Webb Simpson, quail hollow. Uh, I'm done with your Webb Simpson love, man. I'm actually, so I actually fade the home course guys. They never seem to do well. It's ridiculous. Um, so I won't be betting Webb this week. I don't think. Okay. Um, Write that down, PJ. What else can I, what else can I tell you? Um, I think. <laughs> I PJ, think, what were you just trying to say? I said I might have Webb Simpson on my board. Oh, you you can have him. I'm I'm, I'm anti home course. Every time I go that way, it's, it's this has it's, been an all star PJ episode so it far. Screws me. Um, but yeah, I think beyond that, uh, PJ gave us some some good some good pointers, some good tips. Um, and yeah, it, look, it's it's always a good field. Usually produces a, a, a strong winner. 
Um, you know, McElroy twice, Jason Day, Justin Thomas, Fowler when he was good. Well, it's definitely it's definitely a good field. And yeah, um, everyone pay attention to this because Quail Hollow is one of those courses that um has a decent amount of history. It's one of the more challenging courses that will host majors. And again, I'm we I don't, I don't think we fact checked this or not or yet. I'm pretty sure it's hosting the president's cup. Oh yeah, 2022 president's yeah, cup. Okay, perfect. So it's it's a marquee course that they're playing mm-hmm. on this week. But um and we'll and we'll have a whole breakdown of that next week hopefully if PJ doesn't disappear off planet Earth. But um we're moving quickly through this week's episode just because we're on a time constraint. Let's get over to the three man scramble. Let's talk a little bit about what happened last week. I believe yours yep. truly is a back to back winner. Uh yeah. That is absolutely correct. Um, another nice week for you, Gary. Yeah, don't um, call it a comeback. No, look, you get. I think you're getting back to your roots a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you hit you hit with the super system JT bet um, for a top thirty um, at, at minus two ninety five, and then a you know, nice little pickup with Max Homa. Um, it's my boy. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, you could have. He, he could have hit him probably with the top 10, top 20, but you, 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 you hit with the top 30, pick up some more, some more, uh, some more blinds as they say. Um, and actually probably the most surprising is Patrick Reed missed the cut. Thought that was, yeah, that um, was a nice sad. spot for him, but you know, look two out of three, you'll take it. Um, uh, PJ uh, hit with his Paul Casey top 30, so that was, uh, you know, a, a little less than even money. So nice little pickup there. Um, PJ thought he was slick with John Huh, but John <laughs> Huh missed the cut. John Huh, huh is banned. Okay. Yeah. This is like yeah. the fifth person you've banned. Yeah. I yeah. think that's, that was, because I was understood. praising, was I not praising it? Like, did I not like, you thought I'm, you were super smart. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I was like praising him. I was giving him the world. It was a like, Billy Bean bet. Yeah. You were loving yourself for the John Huh bet. And and and, and Gary and I are like technically uh, we haven't confirmed that there's been like, a hole huh? in one yet. We have not confirmed that there's been a hole in one yet. And again, we put that research on you because Max pointed this out. It's like we're not going to make Max research every single par three and par four on the course and see if there was a hole one. So you're taking an L until you figure it out. Yeah. Sure. So you're you're taking on, the L on the hole in one. I'll get on that. And then um, uh, I picked up Hovland uh, for a top 20 at plus 100 and then missed on Corey Connors top 10. And my boy Sungjae failed me. He was looking good too. He was in the top 10 through two, ren- two rounds. Sungjae is a big sh- piece of doo-doo at this point. Had a shitty weekend. So That's why he's banned um, on my board. Yep. <laughs> he might be banned on my board after that Masters performance. Well, yeah, that was ugly. Um, All right. <laughs> so here's, here, here's the updated standing. So I haven't – I am 8% ROI. Gary's working his way back to even, so he's minus two percent. PJ is minus ten percent. So, um, you know, I can't go. believe I'm I'm still negative. I think that's BS. It's a super system. You're not. I I took one super system. I mean, I, whatever. You know what? I'm not going to argue it. I'm Wait, what's the order this week? Gary, I'm not going to really argue math. Gary, what? Max, me. Uh, correct. Ooh. Right. Okay. So I am on the clock. I'm looking now. Um. It doesn't look like Jordan Spieth's playing this week because I was going to take him just to fuck with PJ. An auto lock. Yeah. Yeah. Except if he's playing for me. Um, this is definitely a super system pick, but it's a long course, and a long course means one man will most likely be out there trying to bomb it. Give me a top 20, Bryson DeChambeau, minus 136. Uh, dang, yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair enough, Gary. Um, all right, give me uh, 
Give me uh, Justin Thomas plus 110 for a top 10. Mm. You know that's my boy. Yeah, like like JT here. He he actually hit the ball great last week, and I think he might have, out of people who missed the cut, I think he might have finished dead last in strokes gained putting. It's like a crazy, bizarro week for him. All right, I'm also going to attack the big dogs early. I'm going to go John Rahm. Oh, here we go. All right. Top 10 at plus 118 for my first bet. And then my second bet is going to be Brian Harmon, top 20 plus 130. We mentioned that he won in the one year that it wasn't there in 2017. But he's had very good uh, recent form. Ready? Tied for third at the players. Tied for five at the WGC match play. Tied for 12 with the Masters. And tied for 13 at RBC Heritage in his last four starts. And... He has won this event, even though it was not there. So I'm very confident in this pick in the top 20 of plus money. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm, this is taking me back to last week when you basically said how tough the par threes were, then picked the hole-in-one bet. And today <laughs> you, you you said Brian Harmon won the one year it wasn't at this course. <laughs> Big Brian yeah, my, I just love it. It's like, it's like he gives these great information, just doesn't follow it. My brain works in strange ways. Uh, I mean, that's why you're negative 10, but that's fine. All right. That's Max, great. To you. <laughs> oh, man. That is that is too funny. All right. Back to me. Um, with my second bet, I am going to go. I'm going to stick with Hovland. Uh-oh. Yeah. We have yeah. a guy becoming a guy. I'm going to go Hovland again for for a top 20 at plus 100. I hate that, actually. Um, all right. So I'm going to stick. Um, this is the all-time. Like, I'm picking guys. I Well, I don't know if I really like Bryson, but I took him. Um, give me – I hate doing this. Give me Tommy Ladd. <laughs> uh, on a top 30 oh plus 138 right. i have a feeling i have a feeling about my boy i'm get, see i'm doing i'm back on my bs i'm getting close to doing well and i'm like oh let me go ruin my yeah. thing and i'm gonna ruin it even more by taking the second longest hitter on tour who's playing like pure trash for a top 20 give me rory mcelroy top 20 plus 100 wow yeah rory. i hate i hate all my picks this week guys <laughs> rory. i hate I hate every single one of my picks. Rory McIlroy. You know, the sad thing name. is I named my dog after Rory, and like this guy's just out here dirtbagging me. So I need to win, Rory. I haven't heard that name in all since I retired him when I predicted him to miss the cut. I thought I ended his career. <laughs> PJ was writing the eulogy, but now he's going to do like the – it's going to be the verbal meme of the Undertaker – or the verbal gif of just him busting out of the coffin this week. Ay, ay, ay. Um, all right, is it back to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Following up the world's worst picks. All right. I am going to go. I'm going to go Willie Z. You, yeah. See, like, I think you're starting to encroach on my guys here, and I don't know if I like it. Willie Z, top 20, plus 163. I looked at that one, too. I was going to take it over Rory, but I just felt like I had to pick him. Love right. Will. Listen, I said earlier I'm going to pick this guy, and uh, I'm here going we go. to do it. I'm going to go with Webb Simpson. Max's um, boy. Is, uh, there you me, go. I got to find where I read this great information about him. 
Um, but basically, uh, he's been very I can't, I can't find of, it. It's gone. The opposite of worth picking, whatever it is. It's, it's probably inf- the opposite of why you would take him. <laughs> this information is... I found it. Okay. So, oh, here we go. in the last eight opening rounds of Quahalo, he is actually a club member there, if you guys... Yeah. Didn't. Oh, yeah. Now, when Max um, he's posting home. an average score of 69.50, uh, so a very good first round going under par. Uh, he's very familiar with this course. I like that, especially these COVID times where they haven't played this course in a year. So it's not, he's the one playing it. Other people aren't playing it. I like him at a top 30 at minus 167. I like the pick, PJ. All right. I do. We uh, um, we did a good if, job of ripping through that. Let's Do we have a recap on that? Let me yeah. just super quickly, uh, one note on Will Zalatoris. Um, okay. Uh, he he's obviously uh, I think we've talked about him several times, but he's been one of the best, if not the best iron player statistically this year. Um, But he basically played, he's been playing like every week. Mm -hmm. He did not play last week. So I actually kind of like him coming off a week off, taking a little breather. So back here. I I noticed that too. I noticed that too. My only thing is I just like, it's so long that I, I, I stuck away. I still kind of went away from some of the guys that aren't as, aren't as long. And that's probably just me being an idiot and betting stupidly. Like I, like I clearly did. So. I also believe in, uh, I forget where I heard this. I think it was during the master's research is there is some correlation between Augusta and Wells and, um, Quail Hollow. Uh, Quail Hollow. Um, and we will find that article and we will post it somewhere. So that, um, yeah, that, that was sort of my thing on Willie Z. Um, he, believe it or not, still not an official member of the PJ Tour. I did know that, and I, so you weird. know, that's it, he's getting those sponsors exceptions this year, which you know, it's he's just got to get himself thing. a win. He just got to go ahead and get himself a win this year. Um, so en- everyone enjoy um, the Wells Fargo Champion at Quail Hollow. But before we get out, and I know we have a little bit of time, PJ's got Nacho Night. I don't know what that means, but he's going to go hang out on Nacho it's like Night. You put a huge tray, put tinfoil okay. on like a thing, and you just put like a a mass amount of nachos on there and then just think of it like taco night which is nachos you're throwing like the meat you're throwing the cheese the jalapenos sounds unreal the steak the chicken and you're just dropping <laughs> it with a bunch of people see i was watching max's face while you explained that i thought it was gonna be like that's disgusting and he goes with the unreal that was the that was an upset of the day um quickly let's touch on this quickly i know max played golf up north this week and it was a ping to be uh oh yeah ping- let's Ping, and I was home course this week at Titleist. So let's quickly go through. I'll give you mine. I know Max made purchases. I made no purchases this weekend. Um, my bag is exactly where I needed to be. No more, no more golf purchases for me. It was Titleist week. I hit TS2, TS3, TS1. I hit a couple Billy Volke. Uh, is that how you pronounce it, Max? Bill Volke? Uh, Volke, yeah. Volke, sorry. And, you know, they had phantoms out. So I hit a bunch of phantoms just to like play around with the Scotties, but no purchases were made because everything was like $500. I know you. We're at a ping so, demo, and you, um, you did make some purchases. Yeah, so um, you know, uh, my uncle is 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 a director of golf up at the Villa Roma uh, Resort in Calicoon, New York, um, and so he had his his ping rep come and do a demo day on the driving range there, uh, which was awesome. So um, basically, had like you know all the clubs, all the shafts, different heads, the whole nine yards, the track man, like it was very legit. So basically uh, what the way it worked was, was I hit 
three to five drives with my normal driver. Then he had me hit three to five drives with a ping. Uh, so it was a G425. That's the new one. That's the new one. Um, you know, played around with the, the shaft a little bit, played around with um, the weight on the head, kind of dialed it in. Um, and, and, and just honestly, just seeing the numbers on track, man, mm-hmm. was super sweet. That was, I, I think, that my first time really using being on a track man so that was really cool um so the 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 most interesting piece is um moving from a 9.5 degree loft on my driver to a 10.5 degree loft so that's going to give you more carry though correct correct and that was the big that was the big takeaway from from that drive from from the session which was um i was getting a lot more carry with the ping 10.5 than my current driver which isn't totally shocking um so that that certainly led to uh that that's where they're all going it's all about carry these days yes so it's also interesting too because when i got fitted i was between ping for g25 and titleist ts2 so i went with ts2 and i went with a nine and a half degree when it came with it but my tongue puts it to ten and a half because I, I also I also yeah. play what we would say is a fade, but let's all be fair. It's a little bit of a slice. So for me to be up too high on 10 and a half is really going to push it. So I have to play lower with a stiffer shaft, but I also cut my shaft shorter. So I play with a regular shaft that's cut down. That'll make it essentially a, sh- uh, a stiff shaft. So if you guys are bu- if you guys are listening to this and you are going to buy clubs, a lot of the times if you purchase a club, it comes with a fitting. The fitting is the most you important part of buying a club. And you also walked away with a three, uh, three wood as well, right? I did. So I, I also tested the uh, G425 three wood. Um, I've, I have the Callaway Epic. Which you don't um, hit well. And we all know wood, that. Which I do not hit well. I, it, it's honestly, I think it's a very good club. Um, I just have a lot of trouble with it. And I've had it for a couple of years now and never really felt great with it. So finally I was like, I can't keep fucking doing this. So um you know it's one of these things hit it i i hit it okay off the tee but it's it's you know from the fairway it's brutal and so so... the one thing and i i play all my all my woods except for my actual driver are pings and i i don't know if you've noticed this max i feel like ping has a has a flatter base which almost makes it play a little bit more like a hybrid easier to hit off the deck um when i was getting fit for my five wood I hit a Cobra, I hit a TaylorMade, and I and it was just like the ping, the pings numbers. I just, I, I feel like they're easier to hit off the deck for some reason. I feel like they have a wider, flatter base. Yeah, I think, and and I can't say this for certain, but this is just from sort of my understanding of of the different manufacturers. I think, generally speaking, ping clubs are easier to hit and made for more average golfers, where yes. like Titleists tend to be more of a players' club. Um, now all the manufacturers basically make a wide range of, of clubs and offerings for a wide I range mean, of Callaway players. literally makes like 400 different sets of irons for anyone who plays golf. But ping, I think has always sort of been one of like, the, like to me, a hallmark of ping is their fitting system mm-hmm. and the dot they system are easier to hit than a lot of some of the other clubs. And so for like a, th- for me, for like a three wood, which is, you know, probably one of the toughest clubs to get in the air off, off the deck. Mm-hmm. The, the, the ping had a little higher launch angle and was a little bit easier to hit than, than my current Callaway. Now, the last thing I'll say is I also tested their hybrid versus my, my current hybrid, which is also a Callaway Epic and the Callaway Epic actually tested better than, than the ping hybrid. So that mm-hmm. is staying in the bag. 
Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you've listened to this whole thing, you know, Max and I are a little bit, I wouldn't say we're equipment snobs in any way, but um, listen, play what, play what makes you happy. But for, for me, the only two manufacturers that go in my bag are Pinger Titleist. So I, yeah. And I would say for most of my life that, that is how I've kind of operated. I've almost ex- like for a long time, I was basically exclusively Titleist. Um, and I've kind of, uh, you know, I've never been a huge Callaway guy, but I've got, I had the three wood and, and the hybrid. Um, you know, I had the, I had the Callaway driver for a little while that I liked, but just didn't love. I'd be epic flash. I've always had Titleist drivers this is the first time in maybe 15, 20 years. I'm going to a, a ping driver. Um, I've had era. my Titleist irons forever. So what was that Peach? What was that? A new, a new era. It's a new era. It is. And the guy and, and the, the fitter actually said, which I also thought was interesting, was the 400 series for Ping was where their drivers really became legit. I guess previously they were sort of like not that great. They they had trouble getting traction on yeah. tour. And, and I had a I had a Ping G25 before it became the 400 with the line. I hated it. And that's what drew me to the Callaway. I also have two sets of ping irons the one is most likely up for sale but i i had the ping g400 irons and i had the ping i500s which is more of a forge blade which i like better a lot more distance a little bit less control but um equipment this is deep equipment talk and we i would love to do it more but we do have a time constraint i was surprised though that you went driver and three wood over new irons because i know you've been saying irons were were on your radar for a while but you've been big on maybe getting mizunos yeah, I, I, I've had a, so my irons prior to these, my, I have the AP2s, which I've had for years and years and years. Um, I had the Ping S59 irons, which um, I guess are, are probably similar to the ones you have, Gary. What are they called? The I? I have I500s. They're probably what back in the day were, would be sort of like the I500s now. They were sort of like their, their players like bleed. Um, so I just, I never loved them and I just don't love the ping irons and that's kind of my. Well, and I'll correct you a little bit on the I 500. The I 500 is not a blade. Um, that was the it's one not. thing that was really sold to me. It's like, Hey, it's, it's not a blade. It's the forged one piece iron. That's it's, it's not as forgiving as the G 400. I, I will admit that, but I was struggling with distance in the worst way. And these, just add a ton of distance and and the amount of swings I take now, I'm not really hitting things fat. I just need to get better control over actual swing path now. So these were the right iron move for me. No, you're, you're totally right. And actually I'll rephrase what I said, which is ping doesn't make a traditional blade. They make an eye blade. They they never really have. I think they make one for players. Oh, well, they probably do for, for I think they have what's called the the eye blade, which is like, yeah, which is nice. There's also that like ping, there's like a, there's a ping like G4, like 70, like the black ones that are like a, like a step between the I-500 and the, like the G-400 line. And they're supposed to be extremely forgiving, but they're like, it's hard to explain, but we can, we can get into this more. Uh, yeah. When we get closer to Titleist and, and some of the, if you look at a Titleist muscle, back, like a true Titleist muscle back, like 690 MVs, that's right. a true, true blade iron, which ping just does not produce um and if, but listen if you're not you a know, ball striker you you can't you, you can't, can't use hit those you can't hit no, no, no. um so the it was it's actually funny and we'll get out with this story i have a buddy who just sold his blades to his younger brother and his younger brother has never played golf before 
And oh he boy. explained to him, he's like, hey, and he goes, what better way to learn? And I was like, what an epic response. <laughs> what, what an epic response just to I learn do- how to be a great ball striker by having to play blades. Fair might quit the game though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be very frustrating, but we'll get into more equipment talk later down the road. Everybody enjoy the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow. I am Gary for Max and PJ. Thank you for listening to the Water Hazard Podcast.